How many were blessed by the ministry, the prophetic ministry of the prophet John Harkey over the weekend? How many of you ended up receiving a word that was monumental, that was maybe directional, or or that you've received something that was so very, very special? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. So a handful of seven, eight. I got some some people up here that we're going to just share a little bit this morning. It's going to be be a little different. I got a word to bring, but I just want to share some testimonies this morning. And uh, first, Aspen had a word of encouragement that, that she's going to bring here. Thank you. Well, I just want to briefly give an overview of a vision I had actually several years ago. But the Lord reminded me of it today and directed it to a lot of people in the room. (laughs) So it's really to, um, Renee said, distracted, and the Lord gave me the words, those who came in discouraged or those who came in feeling discarded. And so if you came in feeling distracted or discarded or discouraged today, in the original vision I had, I saw the Treasure Valley rolled out like a scroll And it looked like an old Civil War map. And on that map were points of light where the believers all resided. And on that map, there were towers and there were watchmen on the tower. And there were bands of light and groups of light where the churches were. And there were all these lights. But there was a house, one house on that map that shone very, very brightly. And the Lord let me pan into the window like a fly on the wall and look at what was causing that light. And in one room, sorry, such preciousness, in that room was a woman who was too riddled with arthritis to get to church. And she was just feeling discarded and discouraged. But she was rocking and praying and rocking and praying and rocking and praying. And her light on that map was magnificent. And that light shone so bright that I could actually see the enemy troops on the ground. And they had to give her house a very wide berth. (laughs) And I saw that again today because what happened in worship was it was like a mic had been turned down on all of the loud worship and all of the people with microphones and it had been turned down on the younger people. And the Lord turned up the volume of every senior in the house. And I could see a couple of women in the room who didn't wanna pray too loud or sing too loudly because they felt their voice wasn't as good as it used to be. But I just felt the Lord's love for you and encouragement. And I saw your worship not only highlighted, but it was a sweet, sweet sound to the Lord. And so I just really wanted to encourage you that the Lord sees that some of you are are just kind of talking to yourself and you're saying, I long to go home. I want to go home. (laughs) 
but you are that man or that woman in that rocking chair who is so needed to sit and pray a little while longer and to encourage, just like my grandmother led me to the Lord. We need our grandmothers and our grandfathers right now. So if you feel discouraged, know that we can feel your prayer. <laughs> so anyway, that was my thank you. She shared with me just a couple days ago, she said, I, I need to get together with you and share what the Lord has been doing in my life. It's, it's amazing, it's incredible, and we never got together. So I just went over and said, why don't you just share with the congregation this morning what the Lord's been doing? Thank you. Um, nothing like being put on the spot, so... Um. Um, there's something about standing in front of everyone and just being completely humble. And in that humbleness, there's redemption. And I um, have just come out of a lot of barrenness and brokenness. And God has been so faithful. Um... I had an idol in my life, and the idol ended up being my work. It was my last pillar that the Lord had helped to just knock out these pillars that kept me from the fullness of Him. And it was a financial security as well, so Jackson and I um, prayed about it. We felt a calling that I needed to be home with my kids. Um, Everyone in my family was growing. Jackson went to VSSM. Maddie's growing in the youth, Luke. But I was broken. And in faith, we gave up our financial security. Um, but I'm learning that the financial security doesn't come from man. That he wanted all of me, and he wanted wanted him to be my everything and I can now say that I entered VSSM scared I wasn't sure um, well I waited till the last day <laughs> I left my application at home and then Pastor Rich said it's the last day so I filled it out and I blubbered some words to him and I said I, I couldn't get the words out I just said I, I can't do anything with speaking in front of other people something like that and he just looked at me lovingly and said well we don't do that till the second year so but yeah here I am but, and then uh, Pastor Harkey came and he gave me a prophetic word that said that I would be a public speaker so I found irony in that um, but anyway there's a whole host of things that I could just tell you about God's goodness but I will tell you that um, I was drinking. God gave me a vision, and I don't get visions. I haven't had visions, but I get them now. So I can't say I don't get them. But two wells. I have a well that I was drinking from that was so dry, and the bottom was cracked, and 
It was so empty and I'd lived there for so long. And he gave me a picture of the well that I get to drink from now. And that well is so full and overflowing and it just has a system full of aquifers and beautiful tributaries and it just flows right from the throne room of heaven. And he says, I get to drink from that now. And so there's so many things. I encourage you, if you are needing help in anything, go to the prayer rooms. I went there two weeks ago. I came back the next Monday. I had such breakthrough. I brought two friends. They had breakthrough. If you need something, there's, it's here. It's here, this word, or here in this church. And so uh, look at all the plaid. <laughs> the plaid everywhere <laughs> flannel anyway that's just what I wanted to share that's awesome let's give her a hand Woo! wow put on the spot again You can't put it all in words, but I can just say that God is truly amazing. We serve an awesome God. And I, I no longer doubt or question that like I used to. Um, to just see what God's done in, in our family, our small little circle, and what he's doing with my wife, and just how he's growing us and stretching us is truly amazing. Um, I just think we all need to learn to trust him more. we got to learn to step, you know, we, we all get chicken and we're afraid to stand up here and, and do this. Um, but God is calling every single one of you that are in your seats now and all of us just to, to step into his, his blessings, to step into what he has for you and to not be afraid. Um, and I promise you that if you, you trust him, that he, he'll be there to, to help you through it, to, to guide you and direct you and bless you. And it's, it's just so amazing. Wow. One more thing. Priest Allen, would you pray over your wife? Absolutely. Well, I pray over not only my wife, but every woman that's here. God, I just pray for boldness for all women. God, I, I thank you for Laura and her boldness, God, and her eagerness to seek you, God, to, um, to take down all the walls, Lord, that were you know, keeping her from you, God. I pray, Lord, that every woman here would feel empowered, would feel strengthened, God, by your presence and by what you have called them to do, God, in their, in their homes, um, as mothers, as wives, God, that you would just empower them to, to be the light to their family, to help lead and to deliver breakthrough to their homes, God. I, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in Laura. I thank you, God, for her renewed boldness, for how you are just blessing her, God, how you have brought her back to the woman that I fell in love with, God. I, I praise you for that. We give you all that glory, God. We give it all to you, God, and we just pray for more and more of it, God. I ask, Lord, that you would just fill us up, God. Fill us up to overflowing, God, so that we can continue to be blessings to our communities, to our, our workplaces, God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give a big hand for that boldness, for the prayer, for the example that those guys bring. It's like, 
Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, now, something incredible. These guys have some testimony to share, uh, what the prophet Harkey brought, some things that he stirred up in them. And it's just, I'm going to just turn the mic over to first Anna to uh, kind of build a little bit of the foundation and, uh, and got a miracle to share. So, Anna. Well, every time I think um, I've just seen so much of God's goodness, then he surprises me again. And um, this week he was over there in our little house in Parma pouring some more goodness on us. So um, I had, I came down with an infection last weekend and by Tuesday, even with antibiotics and um, ibuprofen, I was still fighting it pretty good. I was pretty sick. and. I was laying in bed, and my fever was getting really high again. And I, when my fever got really high like that, I would start to have chills. Um, and this time, also, my chest was getting really tight and hurting, and I started to see my vision wasn't, wasn't good. It was just black, cloudy, kind of. Um, and I sent one of the kids to get John and asked him to come in and pray for me. And... Uh, he put his hand on my head and he prayed for me and it was just a couple seconds and I, I don't even think he prayed out loud. Um, and my vision cleared up and then the pain went away and then um, my fever broke just like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I sat up within seconds, uh, felt good enough. I think I told Pastor Lynn I went and cooked dinner, but really I just microwaved some stuff. So I might have, <laughs> we count that at our house. Win's a win, right, John? John always says a win's a win. Um, and went to practice, um, our son's football practice, and felt good. And then that night we went to bed and um, we were just praying and boy, the presence of God came in the room so strong and I have had um, thyroid issues for I think about seven years I have Hashimoto's so um, my body will attack my thyroid and it will flare up and it's been flared for quite a while um, my dad passed away in February and I think it's been bad since then so I've just been fighting a lot of symptoms with that and so the presence of God is just in the room and we'd already had this really cool thing happen earlier so I said, well, John, can you pray for my thyroid? And he did. Um, and I'm going to let him tell a little more about his side of that. But as he was praying, I felt um, with, the, with the Hashimoto's too, I've had a lot of gut issues that go along with it. And as he was praying, he had his hand um, on my neck, and I felt something go down into my stomach three different times. And then I swallowed. And for a long time, I've had like, felt like a lump in my throat. I didn't feel that anymore. So anyway, I'm going to pass it over to John and let him tell him his side of the story. So she had uh, asked me to pray for her uh, thyroid and uh, I had uh, one hand up and just hand tingling, you know, 
And uh, she's like, why don't you pray for my thyroid? And I just barely put my hands on there in just a couple seconds, it shrunk. Just healed right then. And I was like, really? That just happened? <laughs> and we were like, that just really did happen. We were, it was, uh, it was so, so surprising, but real. It was, it was just unbelievable. But uh, um, John uh, Harkey uh, had prophesied over me uh, last Sunday, I think. And uh, he had said that I would be um, healing. And uh, yeah, get, uh, healing in the hands. Uh, and I, I had a little bit, but he, but I, uh, uh, it just like uh, stirred something up when he he told me that. Um, but I was mostly thinking on some other stuff that he had prophesied, and so it was a big surprise to me. And um, hang on just a second. Don't like like you told me. You said yeah, I thought yeah, no, no, not healing. <laughs> so I. I yeah, I'd put the healing on the back burner, like, uh, yeah, whatever, you know, I, I guess, but, you know, I just didn't really think about that, and then, and then it uh, just started happening, uh, and it's like, whoa, what, what's going on here? <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Anna's got some, some, something more to tell you about that night. I think this is John's favorite part. So um, right after he got done praying for my thyroid and we were, well, we were praising God and I was just bawling and I'm not really much of a crier normally, but now I am, I guess. Um, but I opened my eyes and I just saw um, just beautiful blue light over our bed. Um, it, was, it was just really neat. So. Does anybody out here have a thyroid issue? Who would like to be prayed over for your thyroid? I think this would just be an awesome opportunity. Like, oh, man. Um, John was talking to me a little earlier, probably just a few weeks ago, and he was asking me, what is that, that when you raise your hands and that tingle that you feel in your hands, that tingle that you feel in your hands, I says, John, ooh, boy, I'm feeling that tingle everywhere right now. I said, man, John, when, that, when you start to get that tingle in your hands, I said, for me, from my perspective, it's time to lay hands on somebody. You're going to see some healing. You're going to see something happen. That's, that's the power of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit beginning to move and, and, and start to feel some tingle. It's like, you go, oh, okay. So then, just a couple weeks later, and, and the, the prophet Harkey prophesied over him, there's healing in the, he said, there's healing in these hands. There's going to be healing in these hands. So John kind of discounted that just a little bit, but now he's experienced it. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> simple faith, simple faith, 
simple obedience, simple obedience. Anybody that wants to be prayed over for thyroid, just come right down here to the front. I, I would like this couple to end up laying hands on, and we're going to see some thyroid healings today. Today. Wow. Seems like we have struck a powerful note right here that God wants to do some healing. So what I'd like you guys to go together, start right there, both of you praying over them. One of you, you, you put your hand on their, on their shoulder, and John, you put your hand right up there on their throat as you guys just go around and just pray for each one. And us as a congregation, we're stretching our hands towards these people. We're combining our faith, praying and believing for complete healing of thyroids this morning. You don't have to take the mic, but... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are our healer, our provider. In you, we put our trust. Say, if you've done it once, Lord, do it again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, something that's beautiful when we talk about a testimony, you know, first of all, that means do it again. So we share the testimony of thyroid got healed. Then we become aware, like at VSSM on Thursday night, we started talking about that. And it's just listening. It's training our ears to hear how God speaks to us. So it's like, oh, he healed someone of a thyroid. Is there anyone else who has thyroid issues? Because he wants to heal because that's his heart. It's what he paid for. So when we hear these testimonies, we begin to tune our ear and our heart to his heart, that he's paid for complete healing. So we just thank you for that right now, Lord. Thank you for healing all um, adrenal issues that may have come along with it, Lord. We just thank you right now for healing all adrenal issues, any symptoms that have come with this. We just say, be whole in Jesus' name. And also we speak to um, all their digest, like, to digestive issues as well. I know that can be a symptom from thyroid. So right now I just speak healing into your digestive system. Peace right now, the peace of God. Thank you for bringing everything into alignment right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, touch him, Lord. Thank you for more, Lord. <laughs> thank you for more. Woo, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, the beautiful thing is sometimes when you're sitting down, it can be like, well, what do I do right now? You're getting to know the nature of God. That's what I really encourage you. In any moment like this, like you are getting to encounter his nature and his heart. And so I just position myself like in receive mode is what we call it. Or it's just receiving. Because first of all, you're learning that he desires for all to be healed. And we get to see how he touches each of us individually. So we just thank you right now. Yes, thank you, Lord. 
Um, is there anyone that's been having just a really like hoarse um, throat or like really, it's been hard to talk. Like it's almost raspy all the time. You raise your hand. If that's the case. Yeah, just can you just go ahead and stand up in faith as well? There we go. If you're around them, if you could just stretch your hands towards whoever is standing up. Yes, thank you, Lord. You call it out. What you reveal, <clears throat> what you reveal, you heal. So thank you for showing that right now. And we just declare complete healing over their vocal cords right now in Jesus' name. Complete healing in Jesus' name right now. All raspiness has to go now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right now, just restoring. Thank you for restoring right now in Jesus' name, for healing and restoring right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yeah, another word of knowledge that we have right now um, is for like joint pain, arthritis. Can you raise your hand if that's something you've dealt with? Yeah, just go ahead and stand up. Feeling hot? Well, that's a sign of healing. Praise the Lord. Touch your Jesus. Thank you, God. No, it's not a hot flash. You would know the difference. Thank you, Lord, for healing her body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yep. All right. If someone's standing, stretch your hands towards them. If you see someone standing, stretch your hands towards them. Lord, we thank you for your healing touch right now in Jesus' name. We just speak to bones, ligaments, joints, come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for all pain to go. I just thank you for peace into bodies right now. In Jesus' name, peace into bodies right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for peace into bodies right now. Lord, just going to make you loosey-goosey, loosey-goosey in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Loosey-goosey. Go ahead and test out in faith. Just test out something that you probably couldn't do before. Just test it out now. And if you feel any improvement, I just want you to raise your hand. If you feel any improvement in your body, raise your hand. Wave it high for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. All right, just stay standing for a moment. Lord, we just thank you for what you started, and I thank you that you finish everything that you start. Lord, I thank you that you finish everything that you start, so we just speak complete healing into those bodies right now. 100% healing right now in Jesus' name. 100%, 100% in Jesus' name. 100% in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's test this out again. If you feel improvement in your body, can you wave your hand? Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we don't take this lightly. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for what you paid for on the cross, Jesus. We thank you that this isn't entertainment. This is encountering you, God. Thank you that right now we're getting to know you more, Jesus. Right now we're getting to experience you personally, God. So we just thank you that you are the miracle worker, Lord. You are the miracle worker, God. You are the miracle. We thank you, Jesus, for that right now. In Jesus' name. We think of that right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I just feel a continual promise that I feel like the Lord's been wanting to remind His people is that He says that your sleep will be sweet, that you can go to bed at night without fear, and He promises you that your sleep will be sweet. So if you have struggled with sleeping, not being able to sleep through the night or dreams, can you just raise your hand? Has there been anyone? Can we stand up? We're just, we stand up in faith as a, a sign of I'm ready to receive this healing. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus, I just thank you for your promise that we can go to bed at night without fear, that we can lie down without fear, and you promise us that our sleep will be sweet. And I speak that promise over your children right now in Jesus' name. Your promise that their sleep will be sweet in Jesus' name. So right now, I just cancel all um, torment. If you've been having any tormenting dreams, we say that has to stop now in Jesus' name. And if you haven't been able to sleep, we just speak perfect balance into your bodies right now in Jesus' name, that you will go to bed at night and sleep soundly in Jesus' name. I just thank you right now. Holy Spirit, I release your peace over people right now in Jesus' name. We release your peace over bodies, over minds, over hearts right now in Jesus' name. Perfect rest, perfect rest, perfect rest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I mean, I feel like there was someone who had an accident, and um, from that accident, there's been lingering back issues. Can you raise your hand if you had some kind of accident and you've had lingering back issues because of it? Raise your hand. Can you stand up, please? Thank you for standing up. All right. Okay, those standing up, if you see them standing up, can those around them, can you put your hands on them? Can you pray for them? Yes, thank you, Lord. Right now, I just speak an alignment into spines. Come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. Spines, come into alignment in Jesus' name. I thank you for muscle correction right now in Jesus' name. Muscle correction right now in Jesus' name. Bones, bones, ligaments, joints, come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are a miracle worker, Lord. Thank you that you were moved with compassion. So right now, I just speak healing into bodies right now in Jesus' name. Come into alignment, come into alignment, come into alignment now that all trauma is broken off of your bodies now in Jesus' name. 
Jesus just flicks that trauma off like a bug. He says, no more, no more in Jesus' name. Thank you for redeeming everything. Thank you that you make all things new and thank you for making things new in bodies right now in Jesus' name, right now, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for, um, it's almost like I saw honey or oil being like poured out over spines. And so I just speak that over joints right now, Lord, just your anointing um, that you would flow over them right now in Jesus' name. Comforting, soothing right now in Jesus' name. Okay, can you test out your body in faith now? Just test it out. Hey, there we go. Someone dancing over there. Yeah, test it out in faith. If you feel progress at all, can you wave your hand? If you feel any progress in your body, thank you, Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Thank you that you break the heavy yoke and you give us joy. So Lord, we thank you for what you've done. And right now I speak a finished work over these bodies. In Jesus' name, a finished work, a finished work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow, it's pretty fun with Holy Spirit. You just never know what's going to happen. He really cares. He cares deeply. He wants to meet us right where we're at. He doesn't want us to walk in sickness anymore. He wants you to be whole in every way, in every way. All right. So we're going to have, some of these people are going to just get, we'll let them just keep getting touched, but you can go ahead back to your seats. Yeah, you can make your way back to your seats. We have some people that are getting touched. Thank you, Lord. We encourage that. We love that. Let's just thank the Lord for what he just did. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. One of my favorite things, I've shared this story a lot, but it's because it changed my life. When I was in South Africa, um, and ladies, something you can do too as well, you can go in another room. If you just want to keep ministering, you could go in another room. That'd be perfect. Um, we have the prayer room open. Then you could just keep ministering. Don't you just love to watch the way the Lord works? It's awesome. It's my favorite. But one time, something that happened um, when I was in South Africa, I was on a Bethel mission trip, and there was about 40 of us that went. And it was amazing. We would debrief um, after our services every night, and we'd share testimonies. And it was crazy. I mean, you'd have people be like, yeah, I laid hands on someone, and a tumor dissolved. And it was just always these wild testimonies. And me being competitive, um, I... I remember starting to move into works without realizing it and feeling this need of like, I have to have a good testimony for debrief. Like everyone's going to share. It's going to come to me. I better have a good testimony. 
And um, I took on this pressure and this performance that was not from the Lord. And I remember I was in this township and I was holding this little baby and I just got wrecked with the love of God. I just like holding this baby, I start crying and I just feel the love of God so strongly. And right after that, my debrief that night, they're like, what happened? And I'm like, I held a baby and I felt the love of God. And they're like, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. And, but the next day I went to this church and the pastor asked me to pray for this little girl who since she was little, um, she had something wrong with her back and she couldn't bend over without being in excruciating pain. And so I went and prayed for her and her mom was right there. And so I finished praying and I'm like, can you test it out? And she moves and you can tell she's still in pain. So I went to pray again and it was so beautiful because I just, I'd never experienced it like this where I felt how badly Jesus wanted this girl to be healed. And I just felt his heart and I felt his compassion and his love for this girl. And um, so I finished praying. I was like, can you test it again? And she bends down, comes up completely pain-free. So beautiful. Her mom just starts weeping because she had never seen her child since birth be able to do that. The only reason I share that is in that moment, I realized I, I didn't, it wasn't about the miracles, but it was about really meeting the miracle maker. And I began to, I encountered the Lord through the miracle. I got to experience his heart, his love for this girl. And that's why I was saying that in these moments, when you see people healed, you're getting nutrients from heaven. You're actually getting to understand his heart, his heart for people, how much he loves them, that he is the healer. It builds our faith. It equips us. It strengthens us. And so we get to meet the miracle maker. So right now, we just had a glorious encounter with the Lord. We got nutrients from heaven. Thank you for it, Jesus. We want to talk about the prophetic. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, but my dad, our amazing, wonderful pastor that we love so much, he, we were talking about um, the prophetic and how to steward prophetic words. And VSSM first year, you're just going to get a recap for a little bit of what we talked about on Thursday. Um, for me, some experiences that I had with the prophetic, because how, how many people received a word this last week when the prophets were here, prophets John? It was amazing, right? How many has received a prophetic word in general? Have you ever received a prophetic word? We have a prophetic culture. That's amazing. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. So, how I think a, a big question a lot of the time is we get this word and it's huge and it's amazing, right? You're like, thank you, Lord. This is wonderful. But then you're like, how do I walk this out? How does this come to pass? And first of all, it's relationship with the Lord, which is beautiful because it looks different all the time. But I'll just share some personal stories of prophetic words and what it's looked like to steward it in my life. Um, when I was some, when I was a teenager, I can't remember exactly how old, I got this word about worship and um, they were saying, you are going to pick up instruments quickly and you're going to be an anointed worship leader, something along those lines. Which when you hear that, you're like, well, of course, yeah. But I hadn't done singing. I, um, my mom was awesome worship leader, and I would just kind of sing on my own, but I hadn't 
Like my family didn't know that I liked to sing at all. It was just like this desire that I had with the Lord. Um, and I did choir, but I did it because you got to go on choir tour, and it was super fun. Um, but I, I remember one time I was at a youth conference, and Hillsong was leading worship, and I just had this moment with the Lord where I was like, God, if I could do this for the rest of my life, I would love that so much. And it was just me and the Lord. I never told anyone that. And, but he cares. He loves us so much. And so I had gotten that word about picking up instruments and leading worship, which is cool to hear, but if you're not doing it, it's kind of like, huh, interesting. I don't know if that word's right. But I have amazing parents, and they have always stewarded the voice of God in my life. And so for my birthday or Christmas, I think it was Christmas, they ended up buying me a guitar. Practically how to steward the word. If you're going to pick up instruments, well, you need an instrument, right? So they stewarded the prophetic word that way, and they got me a guitar, and I started taking guitar lessons, and I need to take more lessons. But it's true. I did pick it up very quickly. Um, But then another thing was... I then had to face my fear and go to the worship leader and be like, um, could I audition for the worship team? And so I remember auditioning for the worship team and people being shocked because they just didn't know that I sang. It was just this secret thing that I had. And um, I, you know, auditioned and served lots of years. At first, you to be on the worship team, you had to just stand like there was a little choir there. You weren't given a mic. You weren't given anything like that. You just stood there. So I did that and then soon went into youth worship. And it's, it's step by step. It's process by process that a lot of time we don't see the big moment. We see these faithful little things where it's like I auditioned. I was a part of youth worship. Then years later, it led to let me, let me just interrupt right there for a second. I will never forget our our sound guy at that time. I had no idea. I'd see her down there in the basement just playing with, playing with her guitar from my perspective. And then I knew that she had been, watch her stand up here, and then I knew that she'd been involved with the youth. I didn't really know to what degree, but I remember Moses recording something of her singing and playing back there I stepped in here one day. He said, come here, I want you to listen to something. And he played that over this sound system of her worshiping in there. And I stood in the middle of the aisle, and it's like, that sounds almost familiar. And then when I realized who it was and heard that worship, I just stood there just crying. I had no idea, for one thing, no idea that she'd actually learned how yet to play the guitar because she was doing it so privately in the basement and that she had a voice to worship like that. It's like, what? So, back to you. I just, it's fun recalling stories like this because you just see the kindness of God. Like, there are dreams inside of us, and that's what the prophetic does, is it unlocks these dreams that are hidden away in us. It calls out the goal that this is what you were created for. Like, this is who you are. And we go through, like, the hiding of, like, I'm just going to hide in the basement because I feel uncomfortable like this is new but that's the beauty of the prophetic is it calls us into all that he has for us it calls us into our god-given destinies Um, but it's beautiful it's step by step by step so parents i encourage you you know if you've received a prophetic word over your child 
it changed my life having parents that would value God's word over my life and do practical steps for it in my life. Um, another thing that's really funny, um, I remember when I was in first year at Bethel, I had this friend, his name's Clement, and he was from Singapore. And he was like, Christy, I have a very directional word from the Lord. And I was like, oh, okay, Clement. He goes, you need to pray. It's a very directional word. I'm like, let's hear this, Clement. He goes, I hear youth pastor. And I remember hearing that, and I was like, flush that word. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not going to be a youth pastor. And it was just one of those where you're like, I, I don't think that's a good word, but I'll shelf that one. And it's beautiful when we have an open heart, <laughs> semi-open, to his word, where I was like, I'll just put that on the shelf. I don't know about it. But I remember shortly after that, Banning Liebscher um, was speaking to the school, and he was talking about youth. And something inside of me started burning. I was like, what is happening? And he started putting this burning desire for youth in me um, throughout the year. And I felt like the Lord was saying to come back home after I did first year, and I did. And I remember my parents talking, you know, they update you about the church, everything that's going on. And they said, yeah, our, they're talking about youth and how the, there was going to be an opening for the youth pastor position. And I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> like, you know, the word comes to your remembrance again. And so I share what had happened. And another thing about the prophetic, especially if it's a directional word, something that we encourage, and I think because this hasn't happened a lot, is sometimes why the prophetic can have a bad taste, like why people can have a bad taste in their mouth. When you have a really directional word, God gives us everything we need to live a godly life. And sometimes that's mentors and leaders. And so I shared, I came and I would share this word with them. And because they're, my parents are also my pastors, they're my covering in every way. Uh, they had a confirmation in their spirit. So that's something I would say, if you have a very directional word from the Lord, bring it to people who have a voice in your life. Bring it to leaders because they can bring confirmation to it as well. Because sometimes the word is for a different season. So they had confirmation for it. And then sometimes we talk about this in BSSM, our feelings can make things a little blurry, you know, where we're like, this is how it's going to be. This was a word and this is how it must be. And then you have wisdom that comes from this higher perspective that goes, okay, that's great, but here's this, 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 and this too. And it will help bring some guidance, wisdom along the way. So I brought that word to my pastors, to my leaders. They felt confirmation in their spirit. And then I was a youth pastor for five years. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we have the most amazing youth pastors who are crushing it. They're doing so good. We love it. We could talk about the prophetic in lots of other ways, but those are really clear examples that I could share in my life of how to steward a word um, and when it comes to pass and what that looks like. We have 12 minutes left. I'm not taking <laughs> But you got a word for somebody? Why not? <laughs> no, I'm I, oh, looking okay. and believing, looking believing that you just had a word to share or something else to expound just a little more. But if you got a word to share, I think that would be awesome. Uh, 
with somebody or with the congregation? Well, just as Pastor Christie was talking, the, the biggest thing that we can see and when, when you get a prophetic word, a lot of times it's like, well, that's not me. That's not who I am right now. And it's not even about that. It's like, because every time a prophetic word comes, up, comes out, the Lord is calling you up. And it's like, it, it's not, it, you know, a word of knowledge is what's going on right now. And a, a prophetic word, it's what's going to happen tomorrow or you know, down the line. And there was a lot of times in our own lives when we would start receiving prophetic words that we just didn't know what to do with other than to put it on the shelf. And the thing that we started, uh, Pastor Chrissy mentioned it with, with our kids, Micah, got, our oldest son, got a prophetic word last year from Prophet John about like being a pastor. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a person that, you're going to feed people that feeds people. And we were like, what do we do, <laughs> you know? And uh, the first thing we could think of was like, well, let's buy you a Bible. Because, I mean, he had like a little kid Bible or he colored in it and stuff like that. And I was like, let's get you a, a Bible where you can start reading through. And like then that coming, um, I think it was like at, at the uh, Christmas service or whatever we were doing, um, we actually had him like actually read the Bible, the Bible that we bought him from the prophetic word. He read that Bible, stood in front of everybody into a microphone and read it to everybody. And it's like, and as you steward that word, as the, as the prophetic word comes into your life, it's like start looking for opportunities to be able to, how can I help mold and shape that? Um, and it, for, for Micah, it was a simple thing as buying a Bible and started reading it with them, started going through with them. He started asking, how do I dress like a pastor? And you know, how do I, I said, you gotta get with Pastor Lynn, you know, figure that out. Um, you know, Pastor Renee, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was like, how do you, <laughs> I was going to leave it with you, but okay. <laughs> but like, he just started asking all these questions and, and that's the biggest thing. It's like, that doesn't sound like me. I'm not that person. I can't, I mean, one of the words that we got, that I got just this past weekend was like about a book that's going to be written. I'm going to write. And I was like, I don't even read books, you know, like, <laughs> and um, but I was telling Pastor Lynn, I did the same thing. I kind of debriefed with Pastor Lynn about it. I started going through and I was like, but I, I know that there's something in my heart as pastor's been mentoring me and showing me different things. I said, and, and, and that's like the, the book I know is there and it's going, but like you steward it and with all of your heart and also too, you listen to it. You know, if you can get it recorded and I, it's one of those things that like you, you become what you listen to. And when, the, when you allow the prophetic word, the voice of God to start really resonating in our mind that it drowns out all the voices, we had it on our phone from this past weekend. And um, on Monday morning, I, I put my uh, uh, headphones on and, and was sitting in the parking lot after I got here to work after the church. And I just blasted it through the headphones. And I'm just crying in the middle of the parking lot because I'm hearing that voice to drown out all the voices of the enemy and to just go after what did you really say and what you're really doing? Because I know that if he said it, I can do it. And, and, and it's like, and that prophetic word, if it comes out, and it's one of those things like, I have no clue what you're about to do. And it was like, you know, even from youth pastoring, Pastor Christie was our youth pastor, and Sean Bowles was here. And um, he says something about a number or something like that. And as he starts, Pastor Ezzy starts hitting me, and she's like, that's us, that's us. And I was like, I don't even know what the number means. What do you mean? And she was like, that's us, that's us. So we raised our hand, and he's like, I don't think it is quite for you guys, but I do have a prophetic word for you. And I remember Sean Bull starts prophesying over us of like being father and mother to mentoring young people at the time. And I was so shocked. He was like, do you do that right now? And I was like, no, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. I was so nervous. And, um, 
And, and I just remember like we walked away from that being like, what in the world? And then there came an opportunity for Pastor Christy and, and was like, hey, you know, gonna step down. And we were like, the prophetic word was that, hey, let's jump into it um, and let's go for it. And it's like, whatever's said to you in the prophetic, that is what the Lord really wants to do in your life. And I promise you, if you hold on to it, we say shelf it. And that's a good thing to say. Like we put it, we put it to the side and we were going to get back to it. We're going to go back to it. But really, if you really take those things like Mary did and pondered them in her heart, that's usually what you, when the prophetic, you take that into your heart and you really start to like chew on it, really start to come back to it. And it might not be for today, but what's it going to be like tomorrow? What's it going to be like in a year from now? And if that's what he's going to do, that's how we want to hold on to. But that's all. Actually, I do have something. For Jason Stiba, um, would you stand for me? I think we did this. Yeah, let's give him a hand real fast. Jason, I just really feel, and I think we prayed this over you at the dinner on Friday night for the Sunday school teacher. But I just want to encourage you again. You have such a servant's heart. That is, like, it's like you don't allow your ego to be bigger than your servant's towel. And I think in the same thing, in that same thing, the Lord wants to say that because of you have allowed your servant's towel to be so big that it's like you're showing your children how to serve. And I see that from your daughter, Hannah, because she, she's right there along with us. But he's saying because of that, it's going to be like a prophetic thing of the legacy that you are leaving. The servant's towel that you hold, I can just see it like growing because he's saying that's the legacy that you're leaving. That people are not just, just to oh, I want to, you know, be on the platform. I want to do these things. But no, I have a heart to serve the kingdom. And that's what you and your wife really walk in. And I feel like the Lord wants to continue to bless that and honor that as well in your guys' lives. And I just really hear like financially as well, that he just wants to bless you financially because you have given so much that it's like that well that we hear constantly that there's no blockage to it. You just keep giving out. And the Lord's like, if he's going to keep giving, I'm going to keep blessing because I'm gonna, he's going to continue to use you. So I just bless that over, or I say that over you, a, a financial blessing, a blessing over, I also say like, uh, I hear just clarity of your mind and clarity of your eyes that you're going to see more angelic visitations that you have ever seen in your whole entire <laughs> life. That the Lord wants to multiply that double portion. So we just say double portion onto Jason Stiba right now, onto the Stiba household. We know, Lord, that there is amazing warriors of God that are being risen in that house. And we are saying, Lord, from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, let him be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened in the name of Jesus right now. Something when you talk about leaning into the prophetic word and, and stepping into the, to the calling, and, and sometimes that, that word can be the first time somebody started speaking over my life, the very, in fact, the very first prophetic word I ever got, it's like, you're a pastor. And that was like in 92 or 93. And I was like, oh, that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, it's like, man, you missed that by so far. And I had over and over and over and over. So I was like 40, around 40 years old, somewhere at the, at the time when I began to and when I was 60, I stepped into that calling. <laughs> 20 years later, when it's God's timing, you know, when it's God's timing, 
He prepares the way. We don't go kicking doors open ourselves like, oh, okay, well, I should be. I should be a pastor. I should be a pastor. I should be a pastor. You know, there's a lot of preparation time that, that, that came into that. He had a, a whole lot of dealing with pride and a whole lot of dealing with a, you know, a bunch of junk to walk through and some tests to pass. Like, you know, and I think that's so cool about, <laughs> about Jackson and Laura. Now, if I would have asked them, a week ago, if they would do this, the answer probably would be like, no, because I'll be terrified. Just call on them this morning. It's like, uh, 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 uh. I walked over there. That was the, I almost had a hard time refocusing there because I walked to Laura and she was so engaged in worship, hands raised, eyes closed, and I waited for just a little bit. And then I tapped her on the back and she turned and looked at her husband and he just, he, he didn't give her any kind of sign. So she turned and looked at me and then went, <laughs> it's like, it's like, Laura, <laughs> have you got a word that you would like to share this morning? I feel like you got something to share this morning. And uh, it's like, she was absolutely terrified. But as she shared, the Harkies ended up prophesying over her and said that she, you will be you're going to set women free. You're, you're going to, all of these things that you're going to bring. So she was obedient to actually step up here, grab a microphone, and share with the congregation. And Jackson, what, about a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, when he ended up saying yes to get up here and, and speak for the first time, he said, oh, I was terrified. I was terrified. I had to change shirts twice because he sweated his shirt completely out. So... But the obedience, and can you just see what God's doing in their lives? My word. So good, so good. So when that prophetic word starts to get stirred up in us and we lean into it, it doesn't mean that we have to kick doors open and say, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it now. It's, like, it's in his timing. Yeah. It's all about his timing. Yeah. He starts sharing the word, he starts planting that weed, that, that, the seed, and then it's sometimes up to others to start watering that word yeah. to see it come to grow into fruition. It's like... I was just going to say, Pastor Lynn, um, and that same thing, I was thinking about like it's when we receive a prophetic word, it also challenges the people around us because it also gives us that opportunity to be able to pour into that person um, and help, help protect it as well. Um, you know, we were just, me and my wife were thinking about as we were, as I used the example of Micah, just in those things, like all of a sudden the enemy starts to attack like his identity and we noticed that. And so we're sitting up at night with him and we're talking about things, but it was like us as parents now had the opportunity to be able to speak into his life to help him protect the prophetic word that he had received. So when someone receives a prophetic word around you as a body, as, as brothers and sisters, we come alongside each other to help be like, hey, I'm here to help protect that word. I'm here to help protect you that you don't have to walk that alone. So, you know, that's why we always encourage and, and um, you know, help, help people out, clap for them when things are given or things. It's like because we're here to help encourage and protect their prophetic word because when they're blessed, they're going to continue to see God just do some amazing things. And then in return, we be blessed as well. We will be blessed as well. Not we be blessed, but we will be blessed. So we be good. Blessed. Yeah. We be blessed. We be blessed. Pastor yeah. Tim. Why don't you dismiss us in prayer? Yeah. yeah, would you just put your hands out to receive? So, Father, I thank you that you're a good God to us. I thank you that this morning you 
did such an amazing work in each and every one of these lives, Lord, that came up for prayer to us that heard the testimony. And we know, Lord, that maybe if we didn't get up out of our seat and or maybe if we um, were like, we don't quite know if that's us, but let us help us to receive the word of the testimony and the blood of the lamb that is going to bring victory into our lives and victory into our houses. So we're saying, Father, as we leave this place and we go down to, to social Sunday, let our conversation let it just be again to flow out of us of the goodness of God and the amazing work that he is doing in our lives. Let us just bring about the testimony, God, that you are amazing and powerful and our trust is in you, not of our own self, but it's in you of what you want to do. So we're saying, Father, we just bless, encourage, strengthen, equip, and empower every single one of the people that heard the testimonies this morning and our Sunday school teachers that were back there teaching the kids this morning. We bless, we say blessings yeah. over them yes, as well. Yes, yes. Um, every person, the, the, the kitchen staff that was preparing for Social Sunday, we bless Pam and Patty and their team. Lord, and we just, we thank you, Father, that we're a part of such an amazing family of God. We thank you, Lord, that we have found our tribe. We have found the people that we can do life with and that we can eat with, that we can laugh with, and that also at times we can cry with and we can lean on because we know that when, when that two are stronger than one and three, you're the three cord that's not broken at all. And so we're just saying, Father, that you would just, just be with us this morning as we go to Social Sunday, as we leave to our homes. Let us just feel your presence. Let us just, um, I know you're already there, but help us to be more aware of you this week. And let us be more aware of words that you want to give, of people around us at work, at school, at home, whoever, Lord, wherever, at, 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 while we're out shopping, whatever we're doing, just help us to be more aware of the kingdom of God that wants to equip or that wants to wreck somebody's life that's going to be standing next to us this week. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. And we just thank you, Father. I, I just want to, again, Thank you for touching each one that came, that gathered up here for healing, that you were healing thyroids this morning in Jesus' name. And I thank you for the testimonies that were shared this morning for for John and Anna. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, that you're raising them up, that you're growing them up, that you're building and increasing their faith as they share their testimony, as they lay hands on people, that healing will take place in your mighty name and for your glory. And we just seal the deal right now for each one that was prayed for this morning. And that healing we claim in Jesus' mighty name. Together again, amen. God bless you. Social Sunday at the other end of the hallway.